You are listening to Making Mama Magic with honest and authentic conversations about all things related to modern motherhood, wholehearted living, and peaceful parenting. Join me and my guests in our chats about redefining motherhood and parenting in a way that focuses on purpose, peace, and presence while pursuing dreams in life, career, and business in our unique, magical way. I am your host, Eva, and I empower moms to parent with connection and curiosity and to own their confidence in motherhood. Hi, welcome to Making Mama Magic. For today's episode, I'd like to talk about this topic on living wholeheartedly. So one of the things I love to talk about is living consciously and wholeheartedly as a mother. And some people have asked me what exactly this is about. And I thought to dedicate this episode to talk about what it is, why is it relevant for mothers, and some tips and easy ways to incorporate living wholeheartedly in our daily lives. So first and foremost, what is wholehearted living? It sounds quite a term for some people and some people might be wondering what exactly is really wholehearted. I think for me, it is really about understanding and embracing who we are as a person, including the strengths, the flaws, the failures, and our imperfections. It's about telling ourselves that we are enough, and no matter how good or bad the day went, at the end of the day, we can tell ourselves that we did what we can, and we have no shame or guilt on what has happened. It is about cultivating courage, compassion and connection for ourselves and consciously practicing these three C's, which is courage, compassion and connection. And having the courage to know that we are not perfect and making the decisions based on our own values, setting boundaries and allowing ourselves to be vulnerable when practicing self-compassion or when we fall short of our own expectation. And this term, wholehearted living, it's a term that has been made popular by one of my favorite authors, Dr. Brené Brown. She has wrote a series of books on topics about connection, empathy, leadership and resilience. And as part of this wholehearted living term, she came out with 10 guideposts for wholehearted living. And each guidepost is like a coin with two sides. So what it is, is one side it shares about what to cultivate. On, on the other side, it shares about what we can let go. And the reason why it's called a guidepost, it's because Practicing wholehearted living is a conscious effort, it is a journey, and it is a practice because what she says is wholehearted living is like a North Star. We need to be 
taking effort on a day-to-day basis or a conscious basis to implement and nurture in our own lives. So that's really an essence of what wholehearted living is about. And for me, when I chance about this term, I think it really makes sense to me. I started to read Brené Brown books way before I became a mother. And I really liked the way that she approached topics on empathy, about shame. And I think I will put in the link to a YouTube video about empathy, which I really loved. And in my work previously in organizational development and leadership, we talk about empathy and we talk about putting ourselves in the shoes of other people. And there's one video that I really loved that talks about empathy. It's about sitting with people. But that aside, I think now being a mother, how do we see this wholehearted living relevant to us? I feel that what Brené Brown has shared about wholehearted living is truly something that mothers can be aware of and recognize that this is something that we need in our lives. And the reason why I say so is because mothers are planners and managers, right? And we all have 24 hours in the day and a lot of our time and energy is based on how we want to spend on different things in our life, whether it's work, family, or with our children. And we have finite time and energy every day, right? And managing our time, managing our energy is a lot of effort. And it's something that we do every day, day in, day out. And because we focus ourselves on a lot of to-do things in our lives, I think it is really challenging for a lot of mothers to realize that there are things that does not serve us or bring us the energy and the passion that we need to light us up as a person. And I personally feel that it is very important for mothers to feel connected within themselves, to feel that they are fulfilled, to feel that they are flourishing. And the reason why is it so is because when we are fulfilled, when we are doing things that we like, it may not be in our own work, it may not be in the things that that we are doing as a career, but we do have practices that nurtures us as a person. We do have things that we do that brings us joy and purpose and a renewed sense of energy and passion. We will be better mothers and better person overall. That's the reason why wholehearted living is very relevant because when we talk about the three C's, courage, compassion, and connection, I think the compassion part is truly important for us as mothers and connection as well. And I'll talk a bit more about that in the later part of this episode. There are 10 guideposts and I see some of the guideposts that I find super relevant as a mother 
Number one, it's about cultivating self-compassion and letting go of perfectionism. When I first read this line, I really felt that it is so me. <laughs> I have mentioned before in some parts of previous episodes that I am a recovering perfectionist. I have been struggling with perfectionism since young and I always feel that I need to do better, I need to do more as a person. And that was truly a struggle when I became a mother because I want to be a good mom to my son. And I had the very high expectation of myself and also on the people, the closest people around me. So I think there's that benchmark that I always feel that I need to reach. And I struggle with that because that benchmark causes me a lot of struggles and pain, I guess. So what this means, this guidepost means is it's not about being a person that you expect to be and trying to please others. It's about embracing who we are as a person and you know our strengths, our shortfalls and celebrating our moments. And like what I mentioned earlier on, being a mother, we have our own standards and expectations. Whether it's on ourselves, whether it's on our children, or on our partners, or the people around us. So some people like me, we might have perfectionist tendencies. We feel very strongly about how people, how things should be when it comes to our children. How things should be when it comes to our homes. How things should be when we as mothers should be behaving, should be doing. And I think as much as we would love things to be going smoothly, going well, with young babies and young kids, and kids in general, there is never a certainty, always. So I think that causes a lot of stress when we want to be that perfect mother. And because of that, a lot of people feel that when people share their opinions about our parenting and how we should do as a mother, as a person, we feel that we need to give them an answer that meets what they are looking out for. We feel that we need to meet the expectation of us. And I think consciously practicing wholehearted living for me has allowed me to let go of that pressure. I think a real example is I know that my house is messy. I have laundry that is unfolded for days sometimes. And, you know, my child bring a preschooler. He is not the cleanest eater. At the point of recording right now, I am heavily pregnant and it is quite challenging for me to keep out the energy to make the house very clean and very neat all the time. In my early days as a mother, I feel that I need to really keep the house clean because I have a newborn, right? But now, I feel that my own well-being and allowing myself that core passion to know that I have limited energy every day and I choose to focus on what 
works best in terms of you know my energy and my time. So it's it's about letting go of the truth in our lives and letting go of what other people think and ultimately tuning in back to our own values and priorities. And that will allow us to make conscious decisions that is aligned to who we are and what works for us, our kids, and also our family. I think every family is so unique and every family has a unique circumstances and priorities and values. What works for me may not work for other people, other kids. And I think once we realize that, and once we internalize that, that's the thing about families and life, right? I think it comes to a point where I I have reminded myself on that, and I have realized that, hey, you know, I appreciate your input, and I appreciate your perspective, but this is what is working for me and my family right now. And I think that is so liberating to embrace that approach and that perspective. And it's also so liberating for myself because I am clear about what I want and what I need. So that is the first guidepost. The second guidepost is cultivating intuition and trusting faith and letting go of the need for certainty. Brittany Bell says that intuition is not a single way of knowing. It's our ability to hold space for uncertainty and our willingness to trust the many ways that we have developed knowledge and insight, including instincts, experience, faith, and reason. So it might sound a bit Iffy <laughs> for some people who are very database and evidence based driven. But I like to see intuition as somewhat a gut feeling. So there are research that says that gut feelings are not just from the air. It's about basing on some of the data that is present in our conscious mind and unconscious mind. And there will be a reaction that you will feel in your gut feeling that you know that that is something that it's not right (laughs) or it's right. And I think for me, as a highly sensitive person, it has worked for me quite well when I tune into my intuition. When uh, I have a work situation, I mean, I have had intuitive responses that I regretted that I didn't follow my gut. I also have situations as a mom that I tune into my, what I call, mother's sixth sense, and it worked out quite well. So I think sometimes, yes, intuition and gut feelings seems to be iffy, but I think it sometimes it's worthwhile data or information for us to consider. And going back to this guidepost, you know, we talk about letting go of certainty. I think a lot of moms who are type A find it really hard in the early motherhood because we find ourselves as mothers in situations we cannot control. 
for example, sickness in the family. We also have our children changing preference every now and day. Whether is it food preference, um, color of cup preference, you know. We are also always bombarded with information from various sources, whether is it online, from well-meaning people, family and friends. And I think when we have the faith to make conscious decisions based on what we believe in, we will be able to know that, hey, I know that things are changing, but this is what we believe in uh, as a family. And I think when we let go of all these thoughts about I need a certainty, I need that confirmation, we might be in that rush to make decisions that might not be very aligned. So the point about finding time to reconnect with ourselves, we need to be conscious and take time to know that reconnecting with ourselves and do the things that we love in order to recharge is important for us to be better person and better mothers and parents because if not, we'll be pouring from an empty cup and we make decisions that is not aligned to what we believe and want for ourselves and our families. I think as a mother, as a parent, when we have that trusting faith in what we believe in and we tune into this intuition, this way of holding space for uncertainty and to know that this is something that we need to consciously practice, I think that allows us to feel more liberated in the busyness of our lives and really to know that we need to pause and really to be rather than keep on doing all the time in our lives. And the third guidepost that I wanted to share that I feel that is so relevant in the Asian culture in particular is about cultivating play and rest and letting go of exhaustion as a status symbol and productivity as a self-worth. So this is another guidepost that's really striking to me when I first read it especially the part where it says about productivity. And the reason is because I've realized that I can't really rest <laughs> sometimes. I feel guilty about resting. And I've noticed that a lot of people around me also do see that resting is not comfortable for them because we were brought up in the environment that resting is seen as lazy and resting means that you have nothing to do at that point of time and i think productivity is seen as something that gives us worthiness gives many people worthiness that you know you're wanted you're needed you have a certain things to do you have certain tasks to work towards to or a certain goal to work towards to but I think when we talk about play and rest, 
I think it's so relevant for mothers because rest is something that is, I would say, a habit rather than a, a, a something that happens to us. And the reason why I say so is because if we look at early motherhood period, rest is hard. I mean, if we have a newborn that needs to be fed every two hours or even sometimes every hour, rest can be very challenging, especially in the fourth trimester period. But I think rest as a all overall it's a conscious effort because if we take rest as a sense that we are not enough, we are not worthy, then the question is, what makes us worthy? You know, is it about keep doing and doing and doing and just having that long list of things that we need to do as a person? I think it is not the most flourishing thing to do. But what I mean is we are human beings, right? We're not human doings. And when we make time to be, we make space for just being who we are as a person. And it ties in very nicely with play because I think kids are wonderful role models of just being in the moment and play because they are immersed in that whole environment of play and the stories. And when we are in that flow of the moment doing things that makes us refresh, rejuvenated and recharged and reconnected with ourselves, we remind ourselves about who we are as a person and just be present and just be experiencing that moments of joy and experiencing that magic in the mundane. When we talk about rest, it need not to be just sleep because long sleep may not be very accessible to many mothers uh, in the motherhood days. So it's about number one, having self-care activities that allows us to rejuvenate as a person and not, you know, just doing things that we need to do as a mom, as a wife, as a boss, as an employee. And it can be as simple as, you know, lying down and just reading things that we love or watching our favorite shows. It could be applying a hand cream that you enjoy or having a longer than usual shower that rejuvenates you. And of course, if that's not available, if you're alone, then having someone to look after the kids when you're doing this is so important. Uh, we might not have the time to go for one hour spa or massage all the time, but knowing that rest is important to make you flourish as a person is it's something that needs conscious effort. And play! We as adults need place. We need to connect with our inner child and lose ourselves in the action of play. And I think the easiest way for us to start playing is to follow a child's lead in playing with no agenda, no objectives, and just being in their company and enjoying it and being in their own world. 
And play can be also included in our daily activities, like having that playful or experimental attitude to the way that we approach mundane things in our lives and asking ourselves, how would I approach this if I'm having fun? And, you know, it could be doing household chores, playing music that you enjoy, or listening to a podcast while doing household chores, or just having moments in the evening time when you have a newborn baby and an older kid's grumpy, you can turn on the music and just do a dance and just be happy and having fun and enjoy the moment. This is something that I feel that I can do and I hope that that's something that you will be able to explore how that could be relevant in your own life as a mother. So these are the three guideposts that I find is super relevant as a mother cultivating self-compassion and letting go of perfectionism, cultivating intuition and trusting faith, letting go of the need for certainty. And the last one, cultivating play and rest, letting go of exhaustion as status symbol and productivity as self-worth. I wanted to also share some of my tips and easy ways that I feel that we can introduce wholehearted living in our own lives. Number one, it's about letting go of expectation and need to be controlled. So like what I mentioned earlier on is we can't really control and expect our kids in, our, in their best behavior all the time. And we cannot expect things to go well 100% well all the time. So it's about letting go of that certainty Sometimes it's really fun to just be curious to pause and observe and see how things go and respond accordingly and be mindful of what's happening and just notice because in my own experience has allowed me to really hold space for what will be happening and that has allowed me so much freedom in experiencing what it is, what is happening and, you know, just really enjoying my kids, my family and just being there. Number two is going with the flow. So this might be challenging for type A and professionalist people like me. And I think something that you can start off with is to have little pockets of time like playing for our children during a weekend when there's nothing scheduled or do something that you enjoy that you feel that is in the flow during times where your child is asleep. So like for me, I recently started needle punching after a while because crafting has been something that I really enjoyed since young. And I think the, the process of creating and doing something I like to do has given me that space to focus on something that I don't need to look at the clock and make sure that I'm on schedule all the time and without thinking about all the things I need to do as a mother and as a person or in my work, allowing that has made me feel more fulfilled and more happy. And number three is about finding magic in the mundane. 
whether is it dancing for kids or being silly or just being present and curious about our children's play and making household chores fun for ourselves and you know with our partners and kids in involving our kids in the household chores in um, the practical life activities what we call in the monastery approach has also allowed me to feel fun <laughs> when we include our children in the daily things in the household it might be messy it might be not the cleanest but there's so much things that our children learn when we that they're involved in all these things because they want to be involved they want to be part of the life at home they want to contribute and they want to find the sense of feeling they are fulfilled as well so i think that has really made things so much fun since we have adopted this in our own family uh, in terms of engaging my son in since really young in essence i believe that when we as moms are fulfilled and living wholeheartedly we are more patient and loving and we can enjoy motherhood and parenting more that's in essence is really about what wholehearted living is about and i do think that mothers deserve to flourish and motherhood is not just sacrifice and i think a lot of this portion about wholehearted living is linked to the concept of mindfulness as well and really about being mindful being conscious and letting go of the need to be perfect if you'd like to have more support in living mindfully and consciously i do have an online course that is self-paced called mindful mama magic it's a course for mothers that includes tools and techniques based on mindfulness and positive psychology to invite more calm and peace in your life and be more present with your child and your loved ones Check out the link in the show notes to access to this course and feel free to connect with me if you have questions with regards to the course. If you'd like to further the conversation with me, do connect with me at Instagram at The Curious Mama or subscribe to my newsletter where I will share a bit more about resources relating to this topic as well. And if you'd like to show your love for this podcast, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts this would really mean a lot to me till then take care and remember that you are enough and keep on making magic in your unique way